how is this out and about? Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. What up, homies? Welcome back to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. It's Tuesday, March 8th. There's a six-game slate in the NBA tonight, and I have three best bets. When I was looking at the slate this morning, I didn't even think I was going to be recording an NBA show today. I have a, a bet slip in NBA or a bet slip in all sports podcast to record later today, where we're going to cover the upcoming NCAA conference tournaments. We'll talk about the Calvin Ridley situation, maybe give some NBA MLS handicaps, and talk about the upcoming Players Championship on the PGA Tour. But um, I wasn't in love with the slate when I woke up this morning, but then after diving deeper into these games, I was able to find three best bets that I'm pretty excited about. Um, I was 2-1 and one in my Monday best bets, um, pushing my 2022 record up to 75-53. and 53. Um, So I'm doing pretty good right now. I'm starting off the week on a winning note. Hopefully we can keep the uh, good juju, good momentum rolling here. Uh, my three best bets for today's slate as I'm taking the Charlotte Hornets plus three and a half hosting the Brooklyn Nets. I'm going to grab the New Orleans Pelicans plus five and a half visiting the Memphis Grizzlies. And I'm also taking five and a half points with the Los Angeles Clippers versus the Golden State Warriors. Um, those odds are provided by our sponsor, Typico Sportsbook, who is a global sports betting leader, and it's live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with Typico's fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. New users from this podcast can get a special welcome bonus at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions do apply. You must be 21 or older to game, so please see Typico's website for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. Please remember to gamble responsibly, y'all. All right, so again, we got a six-game slate in the NBA tonight, but first let me just recap uh, my Monday performance where I went 2-1. and one. I hit with the Detroit Pistons plus 7.5 points as they upset the Atlanta Hawks at home, 113-110. to Like I talked about during that handicap, Cade Cunningham, the number one overall pick in this past draft, is the truth. This kid's game is nice, and I think Detroit is a team that I'm going to be betting on a lot down the stretch here with Cade Cunningham starting to play like uh, at a rookie of the year caliber and 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 playing like a borderline all-star if you've been really paying attention to him lately. He had 28, 6, and 10 last night and was absolutely amazing in the clutch in fourth quarter and overtime. So um, it was a seesaw battle, but really the Pistons plus 7.5 was never in question here. Um, so happy for a pretty easy winner. A game that did kind of seesaw back and forth was the San Antonio Spurs uh, against the Los Angeles Lakers. We took the Spurs minus two and a half. They beat the Lakers 117 to 110. They actually closed as six and a half point favorites when it was announced LeBron James would miss yesterday's game. So they even beat the closing number. Um, but we would have gotten four points of closing line value had you taken the Spurs right when this podcast dropped and, and hopefully before it was announced LeBron would be out. So either way, the Spurs minus two and a half. Or minus six and a half was a winner. Our lone loser yesterday was um, a real sucker play by myself. I kind of feel bad about it, but I took the Utah Jazz money line minus one twelve 
against the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas beat the Jazz 111-103 in a game that honestly probably wasn't even that close. Uh, it was a bad spot for Utah. I was aware of that moving going into it, but I just, I don't know. I, I like Utah for all the reasons that I laid out yesterday. They were playing the second of a back-to-back, and it was just a sucker pick by my uh, on my part. You know, Luka Doncic has been playing incredibly recently, and it was probably dumb to fade him. He had 35-16-7 yesterday against Utah and was just phenomenal. So, bad pick by me, but I, I plan on making it back either today or this week or just generally betting the NBA, right? So, let's talk about uh, the Tuesday best bets that I have, starting off with the Charlotte Hornets. Getting three and a half as they host the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets have lost four straight games or one and three against the number in those games. The last two, they've had KD available, but um, they lost to the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat in the last two games. Nothing to really hang your hat about, hang your head on. Um, Brooklyn is still a, a title contender, and they just lost to two other title contenders, or at least um, possibly Eastern Conference champions. Boston and Miami are both teams that have been playing phenomenally lately, and um, it really wasn't there. Those those aren't bad losses for Brooklyn, but um, Charlotte has won and covered back to back games. Not really impressive um, opponents, I guess. You know they played at Cleveland against a Cavalier team that is slumping as of recently. Um, and Charlotte uh, did beat San Antonio, but they were at home. San Antonio is a bad road team, and they handled business. They covered, but. Um, I can't really say it was an impressive victory. Charlotte did beat Brooklyn earlier this year, I think around October 24th. Um, they beat them 111 to 94, I believe. Hold on, let me get that final score up there. Uh, yeah, no, 111 to 95. So Brooklyn only scored 95 points, and they had both Kevin Durant and James Harden playing, which is kind of crazy, but. I like the Hornets three and a half here. Firstly and foremost, this feels like a trap line. All the money's coming in on Brooklyn with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving active. There's some reverse line movement heading in um, Charlotte's direction. The look ahead number was Brooklyn minus five according to pregame.com, and it's already down to two and a half in some places. Typico has it at three and a half. So if you're in Colorado and New Jersey, definitely grab that three and a half that Typico's dealing. Um, but this again, this feels like a trap line because Brooklyn is only three and six against the number when laying three and a f- to four and a half points, um, and that's typically like the trap line number for Brooklyn. I mean, they're considered one of the best teams in the league. You know, they had they have three they had three All Stars, have another one with Ben Simmons, but he's yet to play. So whenever they're three and a half to four and a half point favorites, they, they, they typically underperform. And that's actually a spot that Charlotte's very good in. They're five, one and one against the number when getting three to four and a half points. And this is just a much better spot for Charlotte, which gives me even more confidence that this is actually a trap line. Charlotte's 10, six and one against the spread at home versus winning teams. And they play really well against bad defenses which Brooklyn is. Brooklyn's a very bad defense. Charlotte's 15 and 10 straight up versus bottom 10 defenses. They have a plus 3.5 adjusted net rating and a plus 2.6 ATS differential, according to cleaningtheglass.com, against bottom 10 defenses. Um, And they can just kind of attack or they can attack areas in which Brooklyn's defense is vulnerable. So Charlotte is top three in points off of turnovers per game fast break points, and paint points. They like to um, create 
Uh, create turnovers leading to easy baskets. Uh, speed up the tempo and attack the paint. Well, Brooklyn's 23rd in points off of turnovers allowed per game, 27th in fast break points per game, and 19th in paint points per game. It's also a pretty bad spot for Brooklyn. Um, they're 13, 27, and 1 against the number as favorites, 4 and 10, and 1 against the spread with a rest disadvantage. Um, and Charlotte last played on. Uh, Saturday, whereas Brooklyn last played Sunday. Charlotte with a rest edge is 8-4-1 against the number. They're 8-2-1 against the number when playing with two or three days off. And again, they are 5-1-1 when getting three to four and a half points, which is kind of my favorite little ATS trend here. So let's lock in the Hornets plus three and a half. It's a it's it's my scariest pick on this board uh, of my bet slip today, if I'm being honest. Like directionally and kind of like the vibe that I have is that Brooklyn should just crush the Hornets. But like those are typically the, the the most profitable bets is the ones that you don't feel great about. And just like all the numbers, all my analysis, all the stuff that I looked at kind of points at the Hornets here. So I'm going to take it, right? I've been running hot this year. I'm going to just grab the three and a half points with the Charlotte Hornets. If I'm being honest, I don't think I'm going to touch the money line here. I'm just going to take three and a half with Charlotte. So Next game that I like, I'm taking uh, New Orleans Pelicans plus five and a half as they visit the Memphis Grizzlies. New Orleans had its four-game win streak, snapped Sunday in a 138-130 overtime loss to Denver. That's a bit of a misleading loss. They didn't cover because um, the game went in overtime. They were, I think, plus three and a half, so it was a it was a crappy um, cover. It was a it was a crappy ATS loss if you had New Orleans in that spot, and really the only reason they lost is because Nikola Jokic for Denver just went nuclear. This guy I think scored forty points in the fourth quarter and in overtime combined, and just he did stuff to the New Orleans Pelicans that really the Grizzlies can't do. Uh, Memphis is a team that's not playing that well since the All Star break. They're three and three straight up, and against the spread since the All Star break, and they just lost to Houston one twenty three to one twelve Sunday. These two teams are tied one and one straight up and against the spread in their first two meetings, but both of them were in New Orleans. And New Orleans is actually seven and one against the number in their last eight uh, versus Memphis. So they typically play Memphis very well. And another interesting little note that I have here uh, Brandon Ingram, the former All Star wing for the Pelicans, is actually. 6-0 and straight up all time with the Pelicans versus Memphis when Morant's on the floor. When the Grizzlies beat New Orleans earlier this season, that was when John Morant was sidelined with an ankle injury, which is kind of weird. Um, but, you know, I just thought it was an interesting thing to note, especially because Brandon Ingram has been balling since the All-Star break. This dude is averaging 29 points per game on 66% true shooting, which breaks down to 59% from the field. from behind the arc and 82% from the charity stripe. He's averaging or adding 5.6 rebounds, 7.2 assists, and has a plus 21 net rating since the All-Star break. And his three opponents since the All-Star break were Denver, Utah, and Phoenix. Two really, three really good defenses. Also, Jonas Valanciunas, the um, the big four, um, the big four, the New Orleans Pelicans, 
actually does a pretty good job against Steven Adams, has a, a 58% field goal percentage and, and should kind of negate the interior dominance Steven Adams generally provides. Also, these two te- these two uh, bigs were traded for each other this offseason, so uh, maybe it's like a Jonas Valanciunas revenge spot. I guess it could be a Steven Adams revenge spot, even though he went to a better team, so... Um, but I, I just I just love New Orleans here because they match up so well with Memphis. Memphis likes to crash the glass um, and likes to get out in fast break and attack the paint, whereas um, that's what Memphis likes to do. Excuse me, crash the glass, get out in fast break, and attack the paint. But NOLA, New Orleans, excuse me, they're eighth in both second-chance points per game and paint points uh, per game allowed, and they're first and fast break defensive efficiency. Also, New Orleans is a is a team that I'm buying stock in for sure. They're four and one straight up in the last two weeks. They have the best adjusted or non garbage time net rating at plus seventeen and a half, and the best ATS differential at plus twenty two. They're also eight and one against the number in their last nine road games. So. The matchup fits with the Pelicans. The talent is pretty much equal. We're getting five and a half points at the Pelicans. I would sprinkle a little bit on the money line, maybe like a one-fifth unit, but let's lock in the Pelicans plus five and a half here. And then my final best bet, I'm going with the Los Angeles Clippers, uh, plus five and a half as they host the Golden State Warriors. Um, the Clippers are four and one straight up, but three and two against the spread since the All Star game. They were just recently crushed by the New York Knicks, one sixteen to ninety three, in a game that they were favorites in. Um, that actually makes their against the spread numbers look a lot worse, just because it was such a lopsided New York Knicks victory um, that they were home, a home favorite for. But otherwise, the Clippers have been playing really well against the number and straight up. Whereas Golden State hasn't been. They've been 1-5 straight up and 2-4 and four against the spread since the All-Star game. They've lost four straight, including last night to Denver. They were sitting Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Andrew Wiggins last night. So there's not a lot to be taken from that loss. But Golden State is also 2-1 straight up against the Clippers this season, but only 1-2 against the number. And I don't think the, the the goal. I don't have confidence in Golden State winning by margin here because the Clippers are a lot better in tight games. Um, the Clippers have the second best clutch net rating at plus fifteen point six, whereas the Warriors have the twelfth best clutch net rating at plus one point seven. So um, um, the Clippers are scoring nearly fourteen points per hundred possessions more in the clutch than the Golden State Warriors. So not very confident the Golden State can do what it takes to cover the five and a half in this one. Plus, this is a pros versus Joes game with more money coming in on the Clippers, but more bets being placed on the Warriors. Typically the money column indicates sharp money for the betting splits. Also, Golden State is just a team I'm looking to fade while Draymond is sidelined with an injury, Draymond's in the 81st percentile of forwards and adjusted on-off net rating, and his absence is felt on both ends of the floor for Golden State. Also, Golden State, over the last two weeks, has, again, been trending really bad. They're 22nd in adjusted net rating, 23rd in ATS differential per cleaningtheglass.com. And finally, it's it's a better spot for the Clippers. They're 4-1 straight up in the last two weeks. They're um, again, plus, or excuse me, again, four and one straight up in the last two weeks. They got a plus 6.9 adjusted net rating, which is eighth in the NBA. They're five and two against the number versus Golden State in their last seven meetings. 
They have a plus 1.1 ATS differential uh, on the road versus teams in the top 10 of net rating, which is ranked 7th. So they play really good on the road versus good teams. They're 6-3 and three ATS when spotted 5-7 to seven points the Clippers are. And they're 9-5 and five against the number on the road versus winning teams. So we're locking in the Clippers plus 5.5 as our third best bet. Um, that's also... Um, we're also looking at the New Orleans Pelicans plus five and a half visiting the Memphis Grizzlies and our third uh, best bet on our slip here is a Charlotte Hornets plus three and a half hosting the Brooklyn Nets. So those are my three best bets. Best of luck to you guys, whether you fade or follow me, be sure to check for the most up-to-date injury reports before making your final wager. If you're in Colorado, New Jersey, please check out Tipico Sportsbook and use our um, welcome bonus link. So we can get some kickbacks as well. Um, if you're not in either one of those states, always shop for the best numbers. And and regardless of what state you're in, do your own research. You know, maybe you can uncover things that I can't hear. But best of luck whether you fade or follow me. And I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Actually, later today. Peace. Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire.